This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join the conversation every Tuesday at 11 as we dissect issues that are important to you and your family. That's Relatively Speaking, Tuesdays only on MPB Think Radio. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Everyday Tech. This is Abram Nanny with Sabir Abdul-Haq. Now, obviously, we all know what happened at the beginning of the year 2020. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the world almost entirely shut down, which forced a large percentage of students and the workforce alike indoors. But, of course, there's still work to be done. And due to the advancement of technology, it turns out you don't always have to be in person to work. So began the revolution of remote or telework. So today, three and a half years later on from that, We're going to look at what experts thought of the capabilities and longevity of telework then and compare it to the numbers we know now. Email everydaytech at mpbonline.org if you have any questions or comments. And don't forget about the Talk to Us feature on the MPB Public Media app where you can record a voice or video message and send it straight to us here at Everyday Tech. Mm. Uh, like I said, I've got Sabir here with me. How's it going, man? What's going on, brother? Just uh, just staying on top of things, uh, trying, trying to... Trying to uh, actually swim instead of treading water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. especially this morning. Right? Oh my gosh, it's been a busy morning, but uh, glad to be here. And uh, the world of IT is always growing. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, before I really get into stuff, I want to say yeah. that there's a uh, the 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 Bean Path in Jackson is hosting oh, yeah. a Tech Talk this weekend. Okay. Uh, Saturday at twelve thirty, they're doing an Apple versus Android conversation oh. uh, and we've been talking about that a little bit we'll do we'll do something about that eventually we're going to get to that show yeah um, but if you want to get ahead of us on that you can go to that and you know learn learn what you can and then we'll talk about it ourselves later big shout out to the good folks over at bean path I, when you were when you were mentioning this before i didn't realize it was them and oh bean really path does, does amazing work and i'm sure uh you know they they're able to find things, particularly in terms of technology and how to be able to get it to come across with youth. I how, uh, hats off to them, their projects. Uh, I've seen some of their other things that they're planning on doing. Those are some great folks over there doing great things, particularly to particularly to uh, Metro Jackson youth, getting folks involved with technology and Mississippi just at large. It's really good work. Being bad does. Big shout out to him. A good friend of mine does their marketing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, you, obviously, you knew more about it than I did. Oh yeah, man. Bean so. Path is awesome, man. They, they 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 do great work in terms of like what they're doing over there. In terms of uh, uh, there were some developments they were trying to get on. I'm I've slipped off my mailing list. I'm sorry. And I, if the person <laughs> that's my friend that does the marketing, she's gonna fuss at me. She's gonna be like, "What do you mean you're not reading?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she's uh, they, big shout out to them. Bean Path has been doing what they do for years, and uh. And and I'm just super proud to see what some of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, is that Whitney? Yeah, that's, uh, Cephas. Yeah, they're 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 doing great things over there. So it's fantastic. I, I would definitely, if I wasn't going to be out of town this weekend, I would try my best to go mm-hmm. with with, with an Android with a big proud Android emblazoned logo oh, on yeah, my T-shirt. I'm sure you would ready to roll my sleeves up and fight some of these iOS folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great though. I'm sure yeah. it'll be great. We'll we'll uh, we'll put the boxing gloves on here. Okay, good looking on out. in here at some okay. point. Yeah. Okay, we got Bruce Buffer coming out. To be yeah, able to say, Let's yeah, get ready yeah. To rumble. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah, and you're also going to a conference. You sent us yeah. information about it. There, uh, yeah, there's a cybersecurity. Yeah, there's a cybersecurity conference that uh, MC is doing at the end of the month. It's on the 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mm-hmm. so it's going to be pretty nice. Uh, would love to. Another friend of mine that works, uh, he works in state government, forwarded it over to me, and we have like a small group chat, and we were talking about things, and most of us didn't know about it. But yeah, shout out to the folks at MC. They're going to be having a big cybersecurity summit. I mean, it's always good because there's so many different threats that are coming through. And no matter whether or not if you're like kind of entry level in terms of IT, if you're doing what they call ethical hacking, which is or forensic, uh, like forensic kind of work to make sure that because forensics exists, you know, it's almost like a digital CSI. But I mean, so it's almost like that. But I mean, so if you're doing more forensic work, more ethical hacking, you know, black hat, white hat type stuff or whatever, you know, you're a security professional, you're working on compliance. I mean, something like that sounds really good. And I know I'm definitely going to try to be there. Yeah, it's happening MC all day on the 25th. Last time I went, they had some really cool door prizes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a selling point right there for sure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And and the city of Jackson did one downtown, I think, at the convention center years ago. I don't think that was cybersecurity. I think it was just like an IT day. And I, I still got that T-shirt. I wear that joker happily. So yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah, man. But that's what's that's what's going on. Uh, shout out to BeanPath uh, for what they're doing in terms of Android, team Android, and uh, versus I, I, iPhone. And uh, and shout out to MC for hosting this, this new cybersecurity conference. So. It's a great day in IT. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. you, you, uh, you said ethical hacking when you're talking about cybersecurity, and that's mm-hmm. like recovery work more. So or? ethical hacking, long and short of it, will be like you know, almost like what we talked about the other day, the other show talking about red teaming. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to be able to make sure that people aren't able to break through some of your things. Ethical hacking, you're you're doing things to make sure you're you're being proactive okay. about making sure that uh, there are certain things. I, I, I give an example. Uh, folks, you know, back in the day used to always, you know, download, you know, movies and music and everything off of these peer uh, to peer sites. And I would I, I would hear about that. I'd be like, OK, so what you're doing in your computer is a lot like your computer works like a bank vault. And when you're doing peer to peer sites, it's a lot like replacing those vault doors with like a backyard screen door <laughs> and you're making a yeah. whole bunch of them. So like so keep in mind when you're downloading these videos, young man, you're downloading those that software and everything. Young lady, don't do that. First of all, piracy is bad. Piracy is bad. Piracy is bad. <laughs> First off. Secondly, uh, you're also making your computer more susceptible to hacking. But so ethical hacking is looking at the holes in your network, in your system, in your, you know, whatever you that you that you've got looking in those holes and being able to say, you know, patch those up. So yeah. it, it's really just kind of being this defense defense, okay. basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I will never hear uh, talking about internet piracy and not think about those old disclaimers and commercials and stuff that you wouldn't steal a car or download a car and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's so funny to me. It's it's crazy. And, 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 you know, uh, previous, you know, administrations, you know, but particularly, uh, uh, secretary or attorneys generals across the state, I mean, across the United States or whatever, they took a big, you know, push against like having a better IT presence and really doing things. Um, so what was that hood before this and, and definitely in Lynn Fitch's term now they're, they're doing a lot of different things, you know, in terms of IT security uh, and even shout out to her for what she's doing, her, her administration for making sure that folks aren't being hacked, particularly our elders 
aren't being hacked and, and, and taken advantage of by some of these other folks. Um, they're, they're, that The last time I had seen it, they actually had a nice uh, cybersecurity force to be able to try to make sure things was going. I know I've sent a few clients of mine that were victims over to her office to be taken care of. So, uh, But, you know, the government, government's working. You know, people are working to educate themselves. The government's working to be able to help citizens to make sure that people aren't being taken advantage of. So, I mean, and all that basically is ethical hacking. And so some extent and then even to try to find out and track you know some of these folks that are actually what we call in the, in the field threat actors to be able to find these threat actors that actually have bad intentions on folks to track down threat actors that is forensics that's, that's forensics that's a bit of ethical hacking to see where they're coming in and track them down so yeah and i mean like it's good to have those protections especially as yeah. we're uh you know everything's getting more digital now and like mm-hmm. and like i said from the beginning like mm-hmm. we we Online work is a thing now, so it you got to have everyone's got to have protections against those oh, yes. threats and stuff. And oh, yes. like, um, you know, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about remote work. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I did online school before the pandemic right. and into the pandemic. Right. And when I was working, I was working construction outdoors nice. with a small crew. Okay. So like, I never had to work remote. Yeah, but I was already doing online school, so that didn't really affect me either. Mm, okay. So like, how? Were you you were in IT at the time already, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and then my youngest son, uh, he he was so COVID did change everything. So when you you bring up schooling, you bring up um, the way how you know folks are always working remotely. I mean, you know, COVID made everybody say, "Hey, stay your tail at home, <laughs> stay home, and be mm-hmm. home." Um, uh, Zoom. Uh, Zoom and you had Google Meet and all these other things. Um, some of these folks even increased their prices. I mean, which is capitalism, gay. But I mean, right. but they, they went ahead and uh, they went and increased their prices. For me, when I was working at home, a lot of us were trying to be able to. We found out the different nuances in IT. Sometimes people say, "Yeah, I'm working at home and I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z." However, I can't connect to the system. Turns out they were running on very little internet. They were working, you know, like they're and by little internet, I mean like what's called the magical word of 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 uh, of, of making sure that what your your amount of space, your amount of um, internet speed that you have, their internet was very slow, and they're used to working on where we work, which has a gargantuan uh, a data stream, a data spine, how that works, and then they go home and it's like a fraction of that, and they're like, why can't I operate this? Well. You live out in Pisgah. You live out in uh, you live out in Pisgah. You live out mm-hmm. in Pocahontas. You live out in wherever you are. You know, we're smaller internet. One thing I gotta say though, and I gotta give like one particular company again. I try not to be able to give companies out there. They started this thing by saying, "Look, even if you don't have Wi-Fi, we're gonna make it so that you can access our shared internet in the neighborhood. So somebody in your neighborhood is probably using our services. We're gonna make it so that you can access their." network securely then they had the value internet which was like bare bones a little bit faster than you know back in the day 56.6 you know like dial up it was maybe Mm -hmm. about twice that i'll I'll give you that maybe about twice that but it was enough for it to be considered broadband and was making it cheap or it's sometimes free the same way how like telecommunications carriers are now giving cell phones out the the biggest things that we were learning in it is that not that people didn't so much know how to z- access Zoom or to access, you know, Google Meet or whatever it is that they use, WebEx, whatever. The biggest thing was, is my Internet strong enough? I live in Mississippi. We live, you know, we, we live in Mississippi. I live in XYZ County. There's no Internet out here where I'm from. I'm from Marion County, which is about a half hour west of Hattiesburg. 
we didn't have anything in out there in the boonies where I'm from <laughs> outside of like satellite and like satellite was slow. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And now uh, PRVO, Pearl River Valley uh, Opportunity, has now created something that rivals some of the bigger names. Like, And, and it's only $99 a month. Yeah. That came from the need that was seen. It was almost like as if like if you go to the equivalent of, you know, I'll just give us an example, third world country that didn't have water. Now they got water. Now there's water everywhere. Like in the where we were at, like in Marion County and like really rural areas, there was no Internet. There was no strong Internet. Now there's Internet everywhere where you got like a really strong, you know, a, a competition, a, a big source. And everybody's got it. And that came from the need that was seen from remote work. It's not so much just that you you don't have access to uh, a Zoom. Like I said, a Zoom account. It's like, I don't have fast enough Internet. Well, people said, all right, well, let's fill that up. That mm-hmm. works. That works. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it essentially during the pandemic yeah. became another utility. It did. Uh, like you've got your water, your gas, your light and your mm-hmm. Internet phone mm-hmm. bill now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it and like with MPB, even mm-hmm. like I wasn't here during MPB. I, like I said, I was working construction. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the pandemic, MPB even had to figure out a way to work remote, right. and uh, they they had to, or we had to. Uh, I don't. I'm not even sure what entirely that entailed. Yeah. But uh, you got to be. <laughs> hang on, Jermaine's oh, laughing oh, Jermaine's at me. Laughing. So let's. Ha- you're, you're talking about COVID. Oh yeah. yeah. You're yeah. talking about COVID time. Yeah. So we basically, I was still with the education department. We we kind of went away for about three months and we worked remotely, mm-hmm. and it started with phone, and then we moved into actually, you know, Zoom and yeah. video remote, you know, meetings and stuff like that. And we did that for three months, and then we had to come back. Right, 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 right. It's public service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to come back. Radio, Mm -hmm. I think, was back before education made it back. But Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, we all had to come back. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, finding those nuances, Jermaine, like what you're saying is like when you you had to find a way around it. And like, even the, the cost of webcams went up back then. You couldn't find a webcam in a store. I mean, they were sold out. Webcams and, um, like, green screen right, backdrops were right, sold out. Right, ring lights right, were going. Gone, bye-bye. I know. Ring lights were all <laughs> now, gone. Now you can go to Five Below, and they're sitting right there. They got them in stacks. Like, oh, yeah. like the, the yeah. things behind your chair right. that you could put behind your chair and everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. That, is, that is, I mean, that's, that's interesting. And, and. I think that and even during that time, people started saying everything more streaming, the cut the cable movement. We were talking about that last uh, last mm-hmm. show, the cut the cable movement even like picked up. So we're going to become a more digital society. We're going to become more online society. Let me go ahead and see if we can go ahead and convince these folks to go ahead and get rid of cable. Let's cut these folks to go ahead and, you know, get rid of this or whatever, this satellite. And, you know, trust that. I think really that really gave the birth of like online streaming, like streaming utilities, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, wherever it is. And uh, YouTube. TV. We were talking about that last last time with that last caller. So, I mean, all those all those different things just really just opened up a whole new world to how things were going to be virtually. And, just, and imagine it took COVID, you know, and and the disaster and the, the lives lost that will happen from COVID three years for us to get to this point. Imagine what things are going to look like in ten years. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we're already, I don't even carry a wallet anymore. I keep everything on my phone. Like if I got to pay for a boot and just tap my phone or whatever, I don't keep wow. a wallet anymore. No, I have not made right. it to that no, level. No, absolutely man. not. Because but... I'm swear, I swear something's going to swipe and then I'm going to be like, no, I didn't mean to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, no, my wallet goes everywhere with <laughs> Right, me. man, look, I don't, and see like, and then again, so Mississippi ID, you now have the Mississippi ID, which is the, the, the the same thing they use unless you're driving. Now, if you're about to get on a plane, you don't need your actual you mm-hmm. know, license. But just to get out and about the Mississippi ID, they're doing what they have. You got your whole driver's license on your phone. I don't need my wallet. I didn't know I don't that even was need, the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they Mississippi ID. And they've done they've done a pretty good educational uh, campaign about that. Maybe we can make a show out of that one day. But it's, it's, it's in terms of using But I use, like, not just two-factor authentication. I use multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing. So, I mean, yeah, so if yeah they, for sure. And I've got ways to know that if some of my customers, customers are being hacked, I've got ways to know. My phone tells me, Team Android, Team Android. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Sabir. I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know if some of my customers are being hacked or if the network is down or other stuff is happening or whatever. My, I don't need a wallet. Like, I don't. I may have my wallet for, like, a few dollars. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> they give me have a few dollars, but everything else is here. And and good luck trying to pickpocket it off me. So <laughs> I mean, that's it. <laughs> Might not work out in in, in someone's favor. But uh, but no, it's it's a real good. It, it's this world has become so you know in terms of online. And you think about the, it's the it's the age of sci-fi. Like you know what is it a uh, uh, Blade Runner <laughs> or a Ghost yeah. in the Shell kind of thing? It, it definitely kind of changes you. Like you just wonder what things are going to look like ten or fifteen years. You know. Yeah. Thanks for listening to MPB Think Radio and tuning in to Everyday Tech this morning. My name is Abram Nanny. I've got Sabir here with me. Email your questions or comments to everydaytech at mpbonline.org where it can actually kind of help us out. In the te- you can attach a, a picture or screenshots or whatever to help our guys assess your situation. Or you can always download the MPB public media app and use the Talk to Us feature to leave us an audio or video message. Uh, we've got Robbie in Peru. Who's got a, a questionnaire comment for us, Robbie? What's going on? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a Samsung A71 phone, and foolishly, over two years, I brought it into the bathroom with me when I took a shower. Moisture got in, so I had to have the screen replaced. And ever since then, my battery usage goes down a lot faster. Is there somewhere in maybe settings I could look to see what's draining my battery? So you believe that you got some moisture on it in the uh, while you're in, while in the shower and some moisture got into it. Uh, water water is to electronics like salt is to an open wound. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah, I, it, I had the screen. I had the screen replaced. With yeah, an original Samsung screen. Right. But if the, you had the screen replaced, but there may have been water damage that happened around the battery. Did you replace the battery? Well, I had a new battery that I brought with me because just in case it started to go bad. Mm-hmm. And I explained to the tech that I usually got down to about 50% usage through the day. And he said, well, that's normal. You don't need to change the battery now. Okay, okay. So I, I took him for his word. Okay. But now I get down to about 25%. Okay, okay. So batteries have memory. All batteries have memory. All batteries. I don't care if it's a, if it's a handy cam. I don't care if it's your phone. I don't care whatever it is. Batteries have memory. Your laptop. Okay. So what happens is 
what you I usually try to and I fuss at my wife about this all the time. My my son has actually been like, Dad, I got it. But he'll be able to like, wait until your device is twenty percent or lower. Generally on most phones, your power supply may even drop. I mean your power supply icon may even change from like the green over to I know for Androids, I don't believe in iPhones. We skip an iPhone, but not playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so a lot of times the battery Hey, there we go. See, I love you already. <laughs> um but nah, it's uh just check for like 20% or lower. That's when you charge your battery and you do your best okay. to charge it to a hundred. Because if you, if you're like, Oh, you're about to go have a, you know, you know, fun evening out with friends or something else about to happen and you charge it till it's like 70 and you're like, Oh, that's fine. Eventually that happens enough times. Your battery starts remembering 70%. And it, even though you've charged oh. it or whatever, like, wait a minute. And, and, and it, it starts depleting your battery after a while. I'm guilty of it. A lot of folks are guilty of it. I just try to limit the times you do it. All batteries have memory. You want to try to let it go from like, don't charge it. Don't put it on a charger until it's like 20% or less. And then do your best okay. to charge it to 100%. Now, us Android folks, yay, Android. Now, um, us Android folks, we can get a USB-C charger that has the USB-C, which is the one that goes on most. It has the same tip that goes inside, and and, and new iPhone users are about to become the yeah, uh, yeah, USB-C, iPhone 15. too. The iPhone 15 is using USB-C as well. Or get yourself a very strong wireless charger. And generally, when you've got the really strong ones on Android, at least, it'll tell you, whoa, you just plugged in a fast charger. Whoa, you just plugged in a super fast charger. I keep one on me when well, I'm at my, work. My, Go ahead. My screen says super fast charger. Okay, great. Great, great. So if it's saying super fast okay. charging, so that's great. The the my concern though is that you may have depleted your battery from the other times when you didn't. So it might be time for, you know, when you didn't let it go from all the way to a hundred. Because again, battery has memory. And if it does not do the full charge, if it does not make it to a full charge, you're like, Oh, I'm at eighty percent, I'm fine. Oh, I'm at sixty percent, that'll hold me for what I need. <laughs> if you do that enough time, you've you're actually depleting your mem your your batteries, you're killing your battery's life. You're 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 stunting your battery's life. If that makes sense. Okay. So try your yeah, best, and if it's go ahead. I was going to say, if it's still giving you problems like that or whatever, uh, definitely, you know, if it's still giving you problems, go ahead and get you another battery. So you sound like, you know, you've already replaced your monitor or, or your screen and had it replaced or you did it and whatnot. Go ahead and replace it. Go ahead and replace the battery and, and you'll be a better spot. I know I'm actually right about that with my Android as much as I've done it. I, my 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 phone, I've got a, a S21 and um, the Samsung X21, and sometimes this battery will last maybe four hours, maybe five hours, but I do a lot on it. So it's just something to think about. I would, I would I just just remember batteries have memory, bro. Is there a general rule of thumb as to how long a battery's life is? Not really. It just depends. If you're doing different. If, okay. if you're doing, I would say if you've had that thing, if you had your device for, you know, I don't know, maybe two years or so, might be time to go and replace it. Yeah. And you can actually go into most like, you know, uh, cell phone, local cell phone supply stores within two years and they will have that battery on hand versus you having to order it and wait for it or go to Amazon and wait well, for I, it. The last time I was in the States, I brought one back with me just to have and yeah. case my battery went bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I got you. And and that's not a bad idea. So, I mean, it might be about time to go and replace it. And if you've never charged that other battery, you're fine. It's not it's it's battery. It's memory is not being depleted either. So you're fine. I'd, I'd say yeah, try it a couple of times. See yeah. if it's see if it's not working for you and then go ahead. And it might be time to go and replace it, bro. Okay, man. I appreciate your help. All, All right. right. Thanks Robbie, for calling we in. appreciate that. Appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if Samsungs and Androids have the feature, but iPhones have a feature mm-hmm. where you can go into your settings and check battery health, and it mm-hmm. tells you this is the battery's operating at 60% of what right. it originally right. was or right. Right. whatever. Right, and I, and I forgot that part of his question. I don't know if you can hear me, brother, if you're still listening, but yeah, you can go into device care and be able to basically maximize your battery. Also, the power-saving mode is great. That power-saving mode, mm-hmm. and I know iPhones have that. Mm-hmm. I, I just like to go ahead and bark at iPhones just just for the heck of it, but uh, nah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, there, you can go to the power-saving mode you know, we're all adults. We ain't always got time to be able to plug your phone up. You got stuff to do. So, yeah, ch- ch- turn your look for your power saving mode. Look for the ability to go into device care in the Android. I believe iPhone has the same thing where you can be able to see just if you can optimize things, maybe sleeping apps and everything. And, you know, you're still doing good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to keep going with the phones. We have Wyatt and Tupelo. And now I believe... Uh, I, I know this man who is calling me. He, he's Uh-oh. got a cybersecurity question. Okay. Wyatt, what's up? Oh, what's going on, y'all? Hey, good morning. Yep, that's him. That's him. <laughs> what's up, man? How's it going? Good. How are y'all doing? I'll never uh, know moment. So, um, it's I, I just built a new computer um, about a month and a half ago, okay. and I've been using it more frequently than I. I mean, I had a PC before. And it was the worst. Mm. Um, it was just a, it was a terrible build. I used used parts anyway. Yeah. Um, but I was looking, so I was thinking about getting like a VPN or something like that. Not that I'm doing anything crazy, but I mean, like if I'm playing like online games or something like that, like I've been playing Counter Strike, mm, the new love one, it. love it. And my the the thing about. Like, I know that that community can be fairly toxic. Very. So, you know, like, I just, I would like to kind of protect, you know, my data mm-hmm. or just, like, whatever, if yeah. that makes sense. I'm just, I'm trying to find the best way to kind of do that without, you know, breaking my bank, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fair question. Fair question. And look, I'm, I'm actually, I just found out the other day they, they released Counter-Strike 2. I said, wait, what? Yeah, that's the one that I've been playing. It's like a free update to go. Bro, I I, I stared at my screen for at least a good 90 seconds. Like, I can't believe this. (laughs) Where have I been in my life? No, um, what am I doing in my life? Um, But no, um, so yeah, so good morning to you. Um, Definitely, so a VPN is great. Right. It, it'll definitely bring about a, a, a wall of privacy around your computer. But my I would say that would prevent people from getting onto your network. I would say use something, even if it's, it's a software solution for, you know, upgrading your firewall or if, you know, if you have the time and know how to get like a, a sonic wall router, a checkpoint router or some Barracuda, one of these other um, one of these other things that have built in firewalls that would go kind of protect you along with whoever you're using as your Internet service provider versus a VPN. I mean, that's just, that's just 
That's just my opinion. Like, I mean, you, you, unless, it'd be different if you were in like a gaming house and, you know, you're sharing it with other folks who are also, you know, sharing the same network and you want to keep your stuff private from your roommates, I guess. But that that, that doesn't sound like that's the, the deal. I would say look for a firewall option. Make sure, you know, get a good firewall option, whether it's an application or an actual piece of, you know, a device, right? Like, you know, like I said, Sonic Wall, Barracuda Checkpoint. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, you also have some of the throwback OGs, uh, Zone Alarm in terms of uh, firewall applications, Avast, um, McAfee is, uh, Norton is okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you use some of those firewalls, I would, I would go for that. Because, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That uh, Counter-Strike community, just like, unfortunately, most of online gaming community yeah. is very, very toxic. Uh, but are, are you concerned about, like, someone trying to access your stuff, or, or what's the deal? Just, I mean, um, not in, like, a paranoid kind of way. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like, I've got, you know, just sensitive information on this. I mean, like, you know, whether it be uh, passwords yeah. or other accounts yeah, or you yeah. know i just recently i i had i have a well i have an 11 month old now yeah but um like i've got photos of him yeah, yeah. Just, i mean you Absolutely. know like people are weird people are weird just, people. that's like i'm just trying to you know do my best to protect myself and whatever because i have been using it more recently and I don't know how secure the servers are that mm. I have been, you know, accessing, even like beyond like YouTube and Google, you know, Google in general. Right, right. So I just didn't know, like, so if you're, so you're saying like a sonic wall. Yeah, like if like you, is if, that like a router? Or what yeah, is that? it is actually a device. So sonic wall is is a is a maker on on an actual like a uh, uh, firewall device. It's about the size of. Mm, I don't know, like half of a notebook. It's not that big or, or like it's about the size of a of a thicker laptop. I'm looking at a Chromebook that's sitting in front of me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's this it's a device that would have that basically would give you like an actual device firewall or you can go with applications that give you like application uh, firewall. And like I say, apps like, you know, one of them, one of my old favorites is a zone alarm. They're, they're really the OG. I love them. Um, but alarm. zone alarm. Yep. Zone alarm. Uh, a vast makes a pretty good one. Um, these are all different makers, but you can, you know, I would say Google for some consumer reports for firewalls and you can look at what works for you, uh, and your budget and everything else, whether you're looking for an actual device or an application and just make a choice based on their Znet. Um, was that yeah Znet they make Znet which is like uh Znet and Znet like Z like Zeta and C like Charlie yeah. both of them Znet and Znet both have really good you know consumer reports about things that you can use inexpensive really easy to use but one thing that you can do that's actually free if I know if PC can do it I'll give Mac they credit if PC can do it Mac can do it too Google or YouTube how to be able to randomize your Mac address. A Mac address is basically a digital fingerprint and everything has right. a Mac address, whether it's your watch that you wear, your smartwatch that you wear, or your Bluetooth headphones or your PlayStation or Xbox. Everything has a Mac address. When you choose to be able to turn on randomizing your Mac address, that makes it that much harder for you to find. And that's one of the first things I do on any new computer that I deploy or for a customer or anything else like that. The first thing I do or one of the last things, cherry on top, hit that slide that button that says randomize your MAC address. So that makes you harder to track. 
Okay, so that's one thing. That's one thing that you can do, and that's that's built in. That's built in. That's built in. It's what right. we call in the in the biz. What we call that's, native is native. And I, if is PC that built into the, to the router or the no, it's on the computer. That, Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's inside your computer. Okay. If you were to YouTube right. how to randomizer or random randomize your MAC address, your your hardware address. Um, you, I know on and I my son my son and I are both learning his Mac, but uh, uh, on on all PCs it's in the network settings and it's a little slider switch and you just slide it on there you go just like that so and it it's a privacy thing and that that in in my opinion that's something that you can really do right now that's free takes seconds to install I mean seconds to enable and and having it versus not having it is great. Plus, we've talked on the on the show before the importance of having two factor authentication. So anything that you've got, like you've got, you know, photos of your darling 11 month year old, whatever you're using to save them in needs to be at least two factor authentication. Uh, And that's where uh, two factor authentication is. I don't know if you use Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. When you go ahead and log in and they send you a six digit short code, that is two factor authentication, right? I use multi-factor authentication. Mine is location-based. Mine is, yeah, it, it's, I use multi-factor. But then that's going to be the new standard soon. But if you have two-factor authentication, you are exponentially harder to hack than those without it. All right. Well, well I mean. Randomize my MAC address. So that's. Rand, randomize your MAC address and all your files that have your like like you said like you got that you got, you got that darling uh, child of you that eleven month year old that you have all those pictures you have set up two factor authentication you are that much harder to break like exponentially yep but that, that would be what I recommend bro cool man I appreciate you hey no problem yeah and why you know if you missed any of that and mm. you, you you didn't write it down or anything you can always go back and listen to the podcast later the podcast yeah. that's right that's right that's it please yeah. do hey good talking to you Wyatt man nice nice to hear great from question you. Wyatt yeah man shout out shout out the hometown hero okay yeah. okay all right what a guy that's what a guy what's up. That, and that was a great question right especially yeah. considering he's right like I play The Last of Us frequently like I'm mm-hmm. I'm a diehard fan of The Last of Us factions and uh, yeah, he, he's absolutely right. The gaming, the online gaming community is very toxic in mm-hmm. just about every game. But yeah. I've, I've, I've firsthand witnessed uh, Counter Strike, so yeah, that's that's cool. But he's yeah. right. People are people go ahead and hack your stuff, and then you know say, I'll go ahead and put this, 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 and out. One of my coworkers said that happened to her son, who is a security expert. So it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah, we're glad you found our show, Everyday Tech, on MPB Think Radio. This is Abram Nanny, still here with Sabir Abdul Haq. Email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And man, Sabir, I'll tell you, they, they are keeping our phone screeners busy right now. That's good. That's good. Yeah, problem. that is that's, that's good, good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, so straight into the phone bank, we got Linda in Memphis, okay. who is talking about a senior senior citizen scam on the phone that she's mm. experienced. So mm. Linda, what's what's going on with that? Hey, well, I just well. Well, thank you all for taking the call, and I really enjoy the show. Yes, oh, I appreciate that. Learned, learned so much from both from all of you all. Thanks, but, thanks. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm a senior citizen, but I, I tend to think that I'm, I'm, I'm fairly tech savvy. Okay. But at the first of the year, I almost got scammed. Um, mm. It was an issue with Ticketmaster. Mm. I, I thought I was, I was calling the 800 number, but I thought I was calling Ticketmaster. But lo and behold, they identified themselves as Ticketmaster, but they weren't. And so the, the person that was helping me you know, say, well, let me have access to your phone. Mm. I know I should have known better. Mm-hmm. I should have known better. 
and I got I got down in there is. I got down in there pretty deeper than I thought that I would ever let anybody take me. Yes, they, didn't, they didn't get any money, but they almost, when it got to the point where they were saying, let's go to your jail account. You oh, know, oh yeah. But I reported them. I reported them. And I just, you know, just want people to realize, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it, it used to be kind of far out there. That to think that, that you could be a, a, a hacked or scammed, but it's becoming more and more of a reality. And I do want to ask one more question: What is a, D, a VPN? And is it something that the person should should, should an everyday person like me have it on their uh, on their phone for security? Right. Well, well, first thing I want to say about you know scams and stuff is that that is like people's full time jobs mm-hmm. some some places and some mm-hmm. you know areas of the world that is that is what they do for a living is take stuff from others and that's you know that when you've got that much time on your hands to do that like it it can come for anyone so you know always be aware of that and a vpn if i'm correct sabir that is something that tells the internet that you are in a different location than you are right in in more or less right it it will basically, yeah, yes, and it also so VPN stands for virtual private network, mm-hmm. and it and what it does is it basically will set something up, and let's say for example if I'm here and MPB does not like Beanie Babies and I'm on the internet and then your IT person your IT leads here at MPB don't like Beanie Babies like oh we don't we don't do it Beanie Babies here I'd be like wow well, I'll show you I'm about to start my VPN up I start my VPN up and I'm about to start shopping for Beanie Babies you mm-hmm. can't stop me cuz I'm <laughs> operating outside of your network sometimes it will show that you're in a different location it might say right. I'm in Seattle it might say I'm in Sri Lanka I mean it'll say like I'm I'm in different areas but the thing about a VPN, a VPN kind of operates outside of the network. So even though my Wi-Fi is provided by MPB, I'm on a VPN and I can shop for all the Beanie Babies I want to. And right. I'm basically like sticking my tongue out at your IT folks and saying like, I'm going to shop for Beanie Babies anyway. Ha ha. So that's kind of that's that's kind of how it works. Virtual private network is exactly that. It's a virtual network. It's private and it's outside of the rules of whatever network you're on. And And what I've seen... The examples that I've seen used uh, for like recreationally is people would like say say something I want to watch is on Netflix in the UK. Right. Um, I can set my VPN to say that I'm living in the UK correct. and then I can access the Netflix in the UK. That's and correct. Even though I'm, you know, thousands of miles away from there. Mm-hmm. Correct. So is that is that any help, Linda? It helps a lot. It yeah. does. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much yep. for the call. Thank you for calling. Have you too. All right. Appreciate that call. Uh, we're going right back into the phones. We've got Kevin in Biloxi. Um, he has a question about their camera uh, on the Samsung. Kevin in Biloxi. What's going on, Kevin? Actually, it's not a Samsung. Oh, okay. What's that? It's a Helium Pro. I'm not sure. I've heard of that. Okay. Helium. Okay. What okay, was your question camera, about it? Every time I take a picture, everything's reversed. Is there a way to reverse that? Helium Pro. Oh, oh, this is a Helium Pro phone. This is the Helium Pro phone. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so it would. I would imagine it's in your settings. Um, that's a great question. There's a great question there, Kevin. Um, I would imagine it's in your settings. Um, and and let me also ask you this: Are you doing? Are you using the selfie camera? 
or you using um, the, the back camera? No, the back camera. Okay, so it, I would imagine you may have to um, YouTube it, like how to be able to reverse the settings. I'm not familiar with that uh, with the Helium Pro, but um, on most settings, if like I know if, if I was taking a picture, I want to take a selfie, like if, if I were to take a, a selfie of me and Abram right now, it would be reversed because mm-hmm. it's a selfie camera and it's going to be reversed. So I'd have to edit the picture, tell it to flip the other way so it was actually correct. Um, there are settings in just about every smartphone's phone on how to be able to do that. A quick YouTube search or Google search will be able to walk you through that. You would go to your settings and be able to change it to be, you know, uh, you can change it to be full screen. You can change it to be reversed, uh, what have you. So I, I, that that's it's a great question. That's a great question. But that's something that you would just go straight to your settings and look on how to be able to change. That's that's a, that's a pretty quick fix. Yeah. And my settings. All right. Great. Exactly. Thank you very much. No yeah, problem. Brother. No problem. Appreciate the call. Thanks Kevin. for calling. Yeah. I. I I had not heard of that mm-hmm. that phone personally, but like mm-hmm. I know iPhones do have that selfie setting, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the front facing camera setting Correct. where you can take the picture and it'll right. uh, it'll save it in reverse. Which mm-hmm. I I don't know what the use of that is. It, I mean, you would think that it'd be like okay, clearly even if it's a selfie, they would want to have the same picture. So I mean, like you would have want to have it to look the way it does. So, yeah, yep. and I've noticed that like when. When it does flip it, like it, it, it's it's like I don't even look like myself right, at that time. Like I, I don't look the you same because it's not the way that I look in a mirror. We should patent something like right now. We yeah. should we should go ahead and go ahead and patent something right now and go get paid for it. Yeah, we'll we'll develop it. Yeah, I know how to do that yeah, for sure. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. All right, right back on the phones. We got Link and Ingemar who has a comment or question about two factor authentication. Link, what's going on? Well, I'm hoping Samira can tell me what's going on. Oh, um, perfect. There are, there are some websites, you, you have an account, whatnot, and you haven't been there in a while, you go back, and they'll say, we want to send you a code to your phone to show you, you know, all X out except the last four digits, whatever. Pick where you want to send it. Sometimes they want to send it to an email, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I've been finding more often that I'll click on, you know, send it to this phone number, and it never shows up. Okay. okay. So then... I just got a, uh, my mom just got a card about the CPNI, your consumer proprietary network information. Do you want to opt out of it? Okay. So I go to the AT&T website, which I am on AT&T, mm-hmm. and they requested for, to send a code. Do I want, do I want to send to my mom's phone or my phone? Well, I'm the one that's going to do the opt out because I'm the tech guy, evidently. My mom's 82. <laughs> I got you, bro. And, uh, and uh, they said, we want to send it. Do we want to send it to the, to the one number or to the other number? And I said, send it to my number. And it never came through. Hmm. Who's blocking it? AT&T blocking me getting the text okay. for the two-factor authentication? I mean, what? We- Whiskey Tango Foxtrot on that, you know. Right, right, right. So I would say great, <laughs> great, great use of the words. Uh, the uh, I haven't used that in a while. The um, definitely if if that's if that's the case, try going to your mom. You said you try going to your mom's phone, even if you have like a friend's phone just temporarily. Sometimes that does happen. I've seen that happen. Um, or even like you get the email option, right? Um, even if there's an app for that for that uh whatever that is see if you can be able to set it up that way um there's another way you can operate that way it will send a notification using the same two-factor authentication uh technology and still give the same result 
Um, why that sometimes blocks? I've had that happen to me. Sometimes I restart my phone every day. I restart my computer every day. And so sometimes when I'm just spinning up my computer, my computer, my phone hasn't had its coffee yet. And so it, it, it's still yeah. wake, it's still waking up. It'll take sometimes I've seen it, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes I wait and then it'll pop up like 30 minutes later. I'm like, what are you doing phone? But I'm not going to sit there and wait for it. You can always have it go through the app to do basically the two factor authentication, the equivalent of two factor authentication. So I wouldn't be worried about it just yet. Because the fact that they've ha- they got your number with the last four digits on the back of it means it's saved. I wouldn't think that you've been compromised yet. Now, is this right, are you accessing these websites? Is this on the phone that you're trying to access the two fin- two factor authentication on, or are you on a computer and it says I'm going to send it to this phone number? Negative on the phone. I, I do ninety nine percent of right. work on on a PC. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, I mean, here's the weird part on a couple of the other websites where you, they ask you to put in the number. Oh, so yeah. You put in the phone number and yeah. it wouldn't through. But I have a secondary phone. Cool. A local number. Cool. Cool. And, and I that's have a Georgia. Good. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, why is it going to the phone? Right. And they're on the same network. Why is one phone not getting it when... The other one can. I would say, yeah, it might just be a situation. I would also restart your phone regularly. If sometimes that happens, sometimes it just gives your phone a break, gives your computer a break, and that might be the deal. I restart my phone daily, bro. Like, so, I mean, I I would recommend doing that. I haven't restarted it in the last 48 hours, so I might just go ahead and do a reboot on the phone and then try the AT&T website again and see if it comes through. But like you say, it'll say it may take a few minutes. Yeah. A few minutes. Five or ten, not thirty. Right, right, twenty-five. Right, for right. sure. Right, right. I don't think it's been compromised, though. I, 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 I would, I would hazard a guess to say it's not been compromised. I think you're okay. Get that reboot afresh and try. I mean, uh, give that refresh a try and try it again, bro. I'll do that. All Go right, ahead, y'all, appreciate it, it. And of course, you might always like if if that doesn't work, you might have to call the the service provider. Right. Right. Tech specifically, yeah, and see what else may be going on. But I, I would, I would recommend that's an algorithm that that's matched to. It's hard to break that unless somebody, a threat actor, actually has that algorithm. I, I, I think he's going to be okay mm-hmm. though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man, you restart your phone every day. I haven't every restarted day. my phone in probably a month or so. No, no don't do that. Don't uh, yeah, do that. It, it's man, and that's one thing I guess maybe for, I mean, because I work this thing hard. Mm-hmm. I can do two buttons. I was telling my wife the other day, I can press two buttons and kill the internet in our home. Okay. I can, on my yeah. smartwatch, I can do the same thing: push push a button and kill the internet at home. So, I I, I work my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it has to restart. Daily. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so real quick, like yeah. we got just a little bit left yeah, in the yeah. show. What's up? Uh, so why? What is that? Is that preventing stuff, or is that like just your your phone's giving it a, giving itself a break? Giving it a break. Giving okay. it a break. Your phone your phone needs a breather, and a restart would do it regularly. Uh, restarting your computer would do it regularly. And I mean, I almost got hacked by Germany last week. So oh I mean, yeah, I'm so serious. Like, I saw that. You saw I saw that on that. Facebook. Yeah. I put it on my Facebook page. So yeah, just just give your give your phone a break. And if and just in case, like I turn my phone, I turn my internet off with a push of a button if I need to. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, like I, I've noticed that I've had to do that because sometimes my phone will just like n- stop sending text messages and stop giving yeah. me service so you just got to yeah. restart it you got to give it a break that's all it took was restarting it restart. so i mean that's good yeah. uh but that is a new piece of information for me yeah uh and and i guess 
that's gonna be it for the show. That's it. That, 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 that is what we're gonna leave on is uh, <laughs> is restarting your phone and stuff. That's it, man. We'll we'll talk about remote work at some point. At some point, we'll we'll get to that. The, uh, appreciate all the callers yeah, though. That's calls. gonna wrap us up for today. Thanks, Sabir, for helping myself and the callers out. If you sure. missed any of the show, make sure you listen back to it on your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app. Everyday Tech is brought to you by Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and generous comp- contributions from listeners. Our show today was engineered by the wonderful Jermaine Flood. Call screeners were our interns, Will and Henri. I've, I've been your host, Abram Nanny. I'm also the podcast producer, and thank you for tuning in. Up next is Dr. Jimmy with the original Southern Remedy, and we'll be back next Wednesday at 10 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.